Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a mailbag episode. This is the first time we've ever done this. It should be a lot of fun. Don't run away if, if you don't have a question out there, because we'll probably just have a lot of fun discussion about our favorites of certain things, which always ends up coming from this kind of stuff, so, yeah. We have a mailbag? Yes, it's like a digital mailbag, and stuff D- goes digital. into it. Digital. I have to physically, not physically, yeah, technically physically, because I have to touch the mouse. I have to myself put it all in the mailbag itself, but I'm like the courier. We should print them out. Because they all... <laughs> no, we're not printing them out. <laughs> I've seen videos where they do that. It's like this person's holding a piece of paper and it's got a tweet on it. I'm like, you can't have it on a screen for them. <laughs> you have to print it out. <laughs> Just so you know it's not ducted. We printed it out for you. Yeah, sure. No, it's like from our... Email. A lot of it's from the email. We get we getting a lot of questions through our email, which is which is fantastic. Any any way that we can get them is fine. So yeah, through our email, Andrew at uh, through the contact us button at thetalkspirit.com, the forums. That's pretty much all the ways you guys can get it to us. But we've never done a mailbag episode, just mainly because you know we're always afraid of like using up the questions and not having questions for the discussionals. But when was the last time we really had a lot of time on our discussionals to do questions? We end up going on random tangents and. <laughs> Everybody feels, and, and they're we're like, we're scared that we're <laughs> scared to, to push everybody back too far. Yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to leave the questions for too long. So we, yeah, like I said, I, I'm being lazy this week and making a a decent podcast episode. So I thought it'd be fun just to do our our mailbag questions. So that's why we're here, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So hopefully, your question gets answered. <laughs> Watch, even though we have a mailbag episode, we only answer two questions. <laughs> It can happen, but it could happen really quickly, too. So I decided to put some uh, good thought into several of them. So hopefully we have some good discussion out of them. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. So let's jump into it so we don't uh, miss any. But uh, before anything, I do want to say, uh, unfortunately, Kentaro Miura, who, of course, is known for the Berserk series, uh, has unfortunately passed away. I think they gave a good two weeks before they announced it, I probably just for the family and everything, but... It's very unfortunate to learn that. Um, I myself have gone out and bought all the Berserk series. Um, I've watched all the animated series, including that horrible CGI version. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very. I, I think it's it's more than just Berserk, really, because Miura, his influence has been insane throughout the entire world. I mean. Things like Dark Souls and stuff, uh, Cloud Strife, there's so many places you can see his influence has really touched so many mediums across movies, other manga, other anime, games, art. It's it's insane. There's so many artists have been inspired by him, and it's really unfortunate to learn, not just for the fact that, unfortunately, Berserk will probably never... Well, I see Berserk really getting an ending. Um, it will definitely not be... Um, I, I wonder how that's going to work. I really do cuz you know the 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 actual companies that own the Berserk series of publishers are going to find somebody else to finish it. And I I really hope somebody else was maybe under his wing that could possibly inspire what Miura wanted from it. I could I the only the the only one that I that came to mind when I when I thought of it, about this when you had first mentioned it was the only one who could pro- possibly even come close to finishing his his uh quote unquote masterpiece if you want to call it that would be uh Ginorobuchi. He's about the only one that I could see with a twisted mind enough to do it um and do it justice. 
Yeah, that's what I was talking about with the idea of somebody that is near him that would know what he wanted in the end. Because, you know, it, it may be that Mira wanted it to end positively and maybe from this point on go to a conclusion that's really kind of impactful. So it, it is kind of one of those things where you you, you dread the, the reader in darkness for so long and then you bring him into light. And I'm sure that was probably his intent, but we never, you know, unfortunately we'll never know. Hopefully, like I said, he has some kind of writing that was already put into play. He maybe had the script already wrote out and just was getting to the point of actually drawing it out. But it really sucks. It, it was a it was a death that was quick and and they didn't really see it coming. It's a very rare case that that affected him. So. It's it's really unfortunate, like I said, just mainly because of his inspiration to the industry itself, and he will dearly be missed. Um, yeah. With that said, let's move on to the mailbags. I just want to make sure I didn't forget to mention that uh, unfortunate turn of events recently. But yes, our first mailbag question is from Hank. Hank has says, uh, hey, I'm very glad to see the podcast come back. Sorry for the really long question last time. Do you think that's okay? I mean, whatever length <laughs> we will we'll shorten it if we have to. <laughs> we'll work with it. Because I'm very glad. To, um, do you think smaller companies really stand a chance against Funimation and Crunchyroll? High Dive was pretty limited catalog, although they have some high demand shows like Clonod, After Story, and Original Higurashi. Uh, also, what year do you think is the best year of anime, uh, Hank? Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this in detail since you've sent this question, just because it has been a hot topic button, a hot button topic <laughs> regarding the whole buyout. And of course, what we're seeing now is it looks like possibly they will not be able to get Crunchyroll just because they have extended the investigation on it, and that usually means that it's, they're probably seeing that there is a monopoly that would be created from it. And that's really the the kicker right there is that. Not that the Justice Department saying that it could cause a monopoly is, you know, confirmation of our thoughts on it, but more of a fact that if they see it, <laughs> if the Justice Department can see it, um, just like we can see it, it technically gives a lot of uh, merit in our thought process there, which is, yes, you have one big company that owns the two big hitters right now. Having anybody else in the industry, you know, including Sentai Filmworks, which is High Dive, um, having, you know, all these other small ones like discotech and stuff like that, there really is no chance for them to get the, get anime that's currently airing. Now, granted, only Sentai Filmworks and High Dive is the only other one besides maybe Amazon who gave up on it and Netflix who buys their own stuff. Having any other company besides Crunchyroll, Funimation, Sony is just not going to really work out just because they do bid this stuff and... That's kind of a difficult thing to get in there. Now, granted, there is some uh, companies that own anime over in Japan that do work with specific companies mainly because they built relationships. But that was really a case for things like Crunchyroll and Funimation. Not, I haven't really heard that kind of a case with something like uh, Sentai Filmworks. So that, and, and I already see Sentai Filmworks moving away from current airing anime. I mean, the last time they got anything was Redo of Hero uh, Healer. Um, before then was like some shorts, mainly at really etchy stuff like, uh, why you here teacher, they haven't really been picking up big stuff. And so I think they're already technically moving away from current airing anime and more so into picking up 
obscure titles that never got licensed over here from the past. Not so much that has to be stuff like in the 90s and the 80s of anime, but things that are like in the 2000s that just never... Because it was only like, what, 2010, 2012, where we started seeing all these companies pick up everything. Yeah. It was only very recently. And so there's a lot of titles out there that never got picked up for streaming. And I think they're going for those titles, which I think is fantastic because it's kind of like that, you know, no, no anime left behind kind of mentality. So it could be a good thing to have them pick up those titles. I mean, technically, other companies like Discotech is doing stuff like that. So even then, they have competition. But they may be also able to take certain titles that were maybe aired on or streamed on Crunchyroll but never got dubs. That's another big spot for them. Because the thing is, like, the big benefit that I think Sentai Filmworks has right now is that they have a dub studio. So they can pick up those older stream titles and finally give them dubs that they need. And they're doing that, and I th- really do think that's a good move for them currently, is to just pick up older titles, dub them, and release them physically. I, um, I'm i one that I, I believe that there is it, it's impossible to have a natural, and I, and I say this with big-time quotes, um, it is impossible to have a natural monopoly. Now... Um, because in some way, shape, or form, somebody will find a niche that has been missed and will be able to break the monopoly. The problem, however, is that natural monopoly thing. Um, how how does it become a natural monopoly? It, basically, that there's no outside influence that is causing it to become bigger than it actually is, i.e. a big company who has... Um, control over something else who has the ability to um, basically cheat the system. Um, that is, and and no uh, anime is not in this situation right now where like government pays a some kind of a um, uh, an investment into a company to make them bigger unnaturally than they actually should be. Um, or regulations so, that some companies not able to overcome. Stuff like that. Like a, a new mover in a town and suddenly I know where they get a message that says they have to get permission to compete. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's and that's that's the thing. Anime technically doesn't have that right now, but they do have outside influences, i.e. Sony. Sony is uh, has gaming. They've been in into other technologies other than just gaming. Um, and they're influencing the anime market right now so that that's why i say it's technically not a natural monopoly um so there there therein lies the biggest problem they have a backer who has a just an unnatural it's a money difference yeah there because the bid wars obviously right and so you can't expect sentai filmworks to come up there and say Hey, can we get the latest, you know, My Hero Academia? And they're gonna go, uh, well, currently Crunchyroll's paying this much. Do you do you want to give us more than that? And they go, Whoa, no, we can't afford that. <laughs> we yeah. will go we will go bankrupt if we try to get this one episode of My Hero Academia that Sony is able to afford. Exactly. And so that that's that's the the issue that we're we're kind of bumping into. And this is kind of why we've been or at least I have been speaking out against this the the most. Um the 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 other issue is is that that doesn't mean that somebody can't come up with a a way around the system and i i believe that there is Netflix in technically here. did that yes um, and they 
basically went in there and said, okay, we'll pay you to make something for us exclusively, essentially. Right. Right. And, and, and it, there is there is ways around it. It the problem is is that unfortunately to have a technology that can compete against this, you have to have a backer of some sort as well. Therefore, causing the issue of um, an unnatural monopoly. It, it's 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 not it's not normal. Um, so we're in a situation of can it? Yes. Theoretically, um, is it feasible? No, not right, not right now, as as it stands. The other problem they have really is when they get into the bid war thing. Yes, technically, the, an, an a scenario that can happen is yes, if if somehow this goes through and Sony does buy Crunchyroll, you could have at a point where them being the only competitor will leave room for something to sneak in because what'll happen, what could happen is that they could go, hey, we need to get the next season of My Hero Academia. I'm just using Academia as an example because I just recently watched it. <laughs> and uh, the studio's like, okay, cool. So the same cost, so we can we can expect this much? And they're like, no. Nah, we're only going to give you 100000 this time for episode. But you gave us 250000 last time. Yeah, but uh, we're only going to give 100000 this time because they're the only competitor. Mm-hmm. Who else is going to buy it? And they go, well, since you're the only buyer, okay. And then when the next season comes after that, that's when some random company comes around the corner and says, hey, yeah, we're launching a new streaming service over here in the U.S. and we want to buy My Hero Academia. Do you have the next season available to bid for? And they're like, yeah, I mean, when last time we got 100000 for it, sure, we'll get 150000 Bam. They snuck in there because Sony, thinking that they can bring the price of how, how much they want to pay because they think they're the only person – allows it to come back down and then somebody can sneak in again. And then of course, unfortunately at that point, substantial or sequential, sequential bids are going to go back up, but they, they, they get, they lax and they give that opening available for them to kind of jump in there and grab it. And this is, this is what was interesting about watching it from, from our perspective over the course of the last couple of years where we, we would notice little, uh, power moves that were happening in the background, uh, uh, Sunrise. We when we pointed out Sunrise and and a couple of other companies that were getting together to launch their own streaming service, and and then the the jump to YouTube for a little while that that a lot of companies were doing. It was it was very interesting to see these power moves that were happening in the background, and we couldn't quite place what was going on when when the final announcement of hey uh, uh, Sony uh, purchased out uh, tried to pur- purchase out Crunchyroll. It was like ah. Now a lot of these moves made sense um, it, because it was it, the, the, a lot of these companies were like, we don't want to work with this guy or this guy. That, that's why they were they were exclusive to Crunchyroll or they were exclusive to Funimation. They didn't like working with the other company. Now these two companies are together and they're kind of stuck. They either work with somebody that they don't much care for or they don't get their stuff published. Yeah, I heard there was – I forget which company it was, but it was a while back. There was some show that was kind of in an odd placement, and there was a – there was some kind of leak that there was a little bit of bad blood between two companies that they specifically went for another company despite how one was bigger. So I forget exactly which one it was. But yeah, the other – like I guess the the other short end of it with, with Sentai Filmworks is really a case of I, – I think I see them – Especially with our streaming size, I see them kind of downsizing. They're already 
pretty much using VRV to stream a lot of their stuff, which is through Crunchyroll. But again, if that if that deal goes through with Sony, there's no doubt that uh, Sentai Filmworks and High Dive will get kicked off of VRV because I don't see Sentai or Sony really being, I guess, nice with them <laughs> with that whole situation. I mean, they could extend their partnerships going forward, but it really did seem like that was already kind of happening where they were just kicking them slowly out of the door. But um, I, I see them really kind of downsizing their streaming service unless they see that things like Clannad and Higurashi being on their catalog, older titles being on their catalog, is enough to keep their streaming service going up. But I still see their, their physical goods being still profitable and something they can make a lot of money on. It's just going to be something where they're not going to be getting new stuff, I don't think, for quite a while. So, But like I said, they're already technically doing that unless it's really really obscure and, and offensive <laughs> content that other companies are, are afraid of at this point. Um, unfortunate, but yeah. Also, what is your, what do you think is your best year for anime? Uh, I had to bring up my old breakdown that I did. We did like an episode is, is anime that bad, which is really technically as anime dying podcast that we did. And, I don't know. I, I I struggle between which years give me the most and what years are like just a which years give me the most that I liked and which years gave me what I like the most. <laughs> like 2011, technically we got Madoka Magica, Steins Gate, Anohana, Hanasaki Roha, which Anohana Roha is my favorite anime of all time. Uh, Tiger and Bunny, Bunny Drop, Future Diaries, Fate Zero. So. You have Fate Zero and Hanasaki Roha alone are like in my top like five anime of all time. So, Madoka I, and Steins Gate are a couple yeah, of they're my like, favorites. They're Future like Future Diaries. I love. There's so many legendaries like Tiger and Bunny. I haven't watched that, but that's a legendary title for a lot of people. And Madoka Magica and Steins Gate are technically like across the board beloved by the entire anime industry and world. So, it that technically is like the big hitters was 2011. But there's not many in 2011. And it's like when you get down to like, and again, this is what was the big topic for our is anime dying or is really that bad is we were hitting on the idea that every year we're getting so many more titles. So there's more chances of a title that just knocks it out of the park. And when we got to like 2016 and on, it's like these big, huge lists of like really incredible shows like 16, 2016 technically had erased Konosuba, Grimgar, Fantasy Nash. Uh, Gate, da second season finally came out. Shogun Roku, Rakuko Shinju, which is again another one in our top uh, favorite anime of all time. Re Zero, uh, please tell me Takakotan, even like some obscure titles like that. Hero Academia first launched. Kabaneri the Iron Fortress, haven't you heard? I'm Sakamoto, Tanaka kun is always listless. Flying Witch, Ushio and Tora second season. Uh, Mob Psycho 100, which was a beloved for a lot of people. Real Life, Art Club has a problem, Yuri on Ice, March Comes Like a Lion launched that year, Sanufonium 2, which I I argue is the better of the two seasons, uh, Iron Blood Orphans was in that, that year as well. So it's like, over here technically is like the big hitter, or like so many titles, versus over here, which is like, again, like these legends and these titles that are technically in my greatest list of all time, so... Well, there's yeah. also the fact that as as time goes on, um, 
some shows start to slowly wash out and then the only ones that stand out are the ones that are, that do stand the, the test of time. And, mm-hmm. and so even, even as, as it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, 2011 just doesn't have other shows that are really good. It's just that those are the ones that have st- stood the ta- test of time. And as, 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 as it goes more and more, um, are the ones that are going to stand out. Yeah, and we kind of, and I like I said, I, in that podcast, we technically made the argument of things like, if you look back in, let's say, you know, 2004, I only had Paranoia Agent, Monster, Elfin Lead, uh, Samurai 7, and Beck. That was the only outstanding shows that I listed. What was the other reason because of that is that if you go look back in 2004, there was really only 16 anime titles that came out that year. <laughs> So let's look again at 2016, where we had a whole. I had listed a whole crap ton of them. If you look at 2016, how many anime titles released then? It was probably upwards of 120. Yeah, and that's something that we've we've been kind of talking about late uh, in the last what year or two. That you're going they, to get more crappy yeah. titles, but you're well, also going to get a lot of really great titles, more chance and more variety. Right, and, and we were pointing out the fact that it, it, it's it's getting harder to keep up with these shows because there's just so many, and it, it's not. The the more and more that we're having to focus more time on this, the the harder it is to keep up with everything. And so we we've naturally, even though we like to cover everything, we're having a hard time covering everything because there's just too many. Yeah, and and it's it's I mean what forty five in just this season alone. Yeah, it's really hard for them to get any lower than thirty anymore. Even when they had like the whole pandemic thing going on, it was like suddenly out of nowhere. Oh, now we're only getting 30 titles. <laughs> like we're thinking like everything's going to get delayed and no, I think only like 3 things got delayed in the end. It's like you guys are still killing me. Come on. I mean, but, shoot, hey, compared to what we were to compared to what we were covering at the beginning when we first started the podcast, it was like it's great for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for us to get plenty to talk about. Uh, and then add on top of that doing videos, it's like crap, dude. We're already on like episode 8 or something like that and I'm already like we're 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 still doing first impressions for certain shows, but yeah, it's um it's a lot to cover, and like I said, it technically leaves room for more really incredible shows to really jump out and grab you. So yeah, I would pro. I don't know. I I guess I guess I'll give it 2011, but I I I can make a strong argument for 2016 because like I said, looking at 2016, there's just so many like show again, Roku Raku Shinju, um, Hiroaka, Kabaneri. Um, like again, Mob Psycho 100, not my favorite, but I know it's a, a beloved by a lot of people. March Comes in Like a Lion was huge. Uh, Iron Blood Orphan season two technically was even more incredible than the first season. So yeah, but I do agree with you. Technically ask me in 20, I don't know, 2029, if 2016, these are still outstanding titles and I don't know what I would say. Um, there's still, yeah, there's still an argument to be made of do these technically, wane off as shows that you really remember a lot about. Like, I, I put Haven't You Heard I'm Sakamoto? Because all I can remember is that we absolutely <laughs> could not understand why that show was so incredible. Every punchline of having him jump out and just do something, like, really stylish, and you're like, they did it again. <laughs> the punchline keeps working every time they do the same stupid punchline. But, um, yeah. But that, that's that's the great thing is to know that there's so many incredible years is is also there's no there's no losers there we get so many great titles and lots to talk about so yeah, yeah. but Witch Hunter Robin 
That alone makes uh, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Chobits. Chobits yeah. and, uh, yeah, Azamagadayo. Yeah. Azamagadayo, that's one of the best uh, comedies out there, too. So, yeah, 98 just for Cowboy Bebop and Serial Experiment, Serial Experiment Slain. 97 for Zerk. There you go. 96 for Kenshin. Eh. I, that's, that's unfortunately that one of those ones where I is that kind of want is that the original or the or the? It would be the original. Yeah, we don't know the the that was talking about the that other was one, the Samurai one. X, wasn't it? Right, I think it was renamed. Yeah, Kenshin was the was the fun, funner one. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. With the reverse blade. Good stuff. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Uh, see, said P.S. I don't use Twitter, so I didn't see any updates on the podcast. I was relieved to see a new episode pop up in December 18th. I'm really thankful you guys were able to continue making this show. I think he sent this like right when we were, when I was doing my move down there in Cali. So I'm, I'm sorry to, <laughs> that I didn't, we didn't make a podcast episode to announce that I probably should have. Uh, cause I do know we have a lot of people that, that's the thing. It's like, even when we're, I'm doing the YouTube stuff, it's like, I have to keep reminding myself that. Like, each one of these things are such separate things. Like, podcast is so niche to just podcast listeners. Twitter is just, yes, it's really huge, but it's still technically only certain people use it. And then YouTube, people that use YouTube often don't do podcasts, and podcasters don't do YouTube. It's just, it's weird that so many things are so popular, yet they're so divided with their their viewership and listenership. So, thanks for continuing to, to listen to us, Hank, even though we were... Uh, <laughs> looking like we stopped. I'm sorry. Uh, next one we have is Nav Australia. Uh, says hi, Andrew and Chris. Been listening to, for a couple years. Love the positivity and the good stuff, and all that good stuff. Uh, anyway, I have watched most of the good anime out there since season four of Attack on Titan came, coming out. I saved myself from uh, for Attack on Titan and went in blind. I avoided every single spoiler. <laughs> good on you. <laughs> So I far, think. I have too. So, yeah, but he like literally waited the entire thing. I need to. I need to f- hurry up and finish that show. I binge watched all of the seasons in one week. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> You're more hardcore than me. What are they on like seventy or so episodes now? That's crazy. Um. Anyways, oh my god, uh, this might be one of the few animes which makes sense from beginning to in- uh, to the current arc. After listening to your thoughts on the podcast, Chris wanted to know how was the reveals? Everything was a total surprise, except I figured everything out when the Beast Titan threw rocks in a baseball stance. Then I'm like, oh, there's an advanced society out there, so the reveal on the basement was a little bit of a damper. (laughs) Um, Spoilers. (laughs) Damn basement. Oh man, I remember that one. That was a joke that we kept going on. Like, oh, we still got to get to the basement. Still got to get to the basement. Oh, they dragged that out so long. My question is: I've seen all the popular anime till uh, 2012 to 2020. Uh, my taste resembles with uh, resemble mostly with Andrew. I'm planning to watch Monster and Death Note. Uh, what else do you suggest in terms of anime of 2000? to 2010 why not 2012 <laughs> do you not like 2011 and 2012 um anyways uh because i wasn't into anime at the time um let's see i don't know um i i thankfully have a list over here that i made for another podcast this list is becoming very useful 
Ah, uh, 2000 to 2010. Let's see. Uh, we have in my list uh, Azamaga Dayo. That's definitely a must. Chris would probably suggest Chobits, but it's a little on the etchy side, so keep that in mind. Witch Hunter Robin should work for you really well, because that is uh, a mix of kind of more darker and... And Sentai Filmworks has it? Because somebody was going to do a release of it again. We were waiting for the Blu-ray, because they did a DVD right. release. I think it was Sentai Filmworks. It may have been Funimation. Please hurry up with that. That um, that is such a gorgeous anime. It's such it, a, it, has, has, it has such great style. Like, I love the setting and the style of it. Like, their jacket and everything. I loved it to death. Uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex was pretty awesome. Definitely suggest Wolf's that Rain one. Would Wolf's Rain would probably Wolf's Rain has a eh, ending, but yes, it's a it's a pretty incredible show. Plus, it has one of the best openings ever. <laughs> True. <laughs> Stray. <laughs> uh, the original Kino's Journey is fantastic. If you've watched any of the Kino's Journeys since then, it's um. Some incredible stories in there as well. It's very segmented stories. Uh, I would recommend Gunslinger Girls. I I pause on suggesting the sequel unless you really loved Gunslinger Girl. But uh, Gunslinger Girl is fantastic because it kind of hits on the whole idea of the the child soldier thing, but in a really interesting way. Um, but like I said, the sequel I would pause in suggesting it unless you really really end up loving Gunslinger Girl because it's not as good. But if you really love it, you're probably going to like something about it. Obviously, Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> that's definitely an easy. You have to go watch that. Um, my personal opinion, you're going to find a lot of different opinions on this. My personal opinion, watch the original Full Metal Alchemist. Um, you might be able to find somebody out there that can tell you where to stop. Where they basically go anime original. Try to find somebody that can give you a a clear answer on that. I'm sure there's plenty out there you can find, but watch the original up to the point where it goes anime original and then watch Brotherhood because the Brotherhood opens up with them going essentially, hey, all this stuff happened, right? Let's continue. So it basically takes off from that point of the anime original. So you're going to miss all this other stuff that was before that I think is unfortunate to have kind of on a a whim. Yeah, this stuff kind of happened. Ha ha, let's go continue on kind of thing in the beginning of Full Man Alchemist Brotherhood. So... I kind of wish that they did, like, a full remake, but it is what it is. Uh, Paranoia Agents, fantastic. I think Funimation recently picked that one up, and I really want to rewatch it. You obviously already have Monster on there. I hesitate on Elfin Lead. You said you like my my taste more, and I did like Elfin Lead because it's very twisted. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a fun show. <laughs> it definitely gets pretty, pretty brutal, so keep that in mind. Uh, I love Samurai 7 especially the later parts of it. So I definitely recommend that. It's it's so funny because Elfin Lead is one of those that that whenever I see clips of it, it's always this, "Oh, hey, that looks interesting. What show is this?" Elfin Lead. "Oh, no, I know I don't want to watch that." <laughs> Cuz it has like it's so weird looking back on it, it's like it's so weird. It's such a weird monstrosity because it's got like that whole like moe etchy stuff all over the place and oh this girl's so cutesy and then like the next scene it's suddenly oh she just lopped off a head that person's dead okay that's what i'm watching (laughs) oh that girl just lost all of her limbs and now she's you know flailing around the ground this is fun (laughs) oh that backstory uh, Beck Mongolian Chop Squad is a must. Um, that is a slice of life musical band episode or show, and it was really good. Really love it to death. I really want to rewatch it. 
Uh, see, Air TV is a given. That's one of my favorites of anime of all time. It is very cutesy, moe, uh, key stuff. So if you like things like Clonod and stuff, you'll probably like that one. And it is probably easily one of the only anime out there that had me bawling. Like, like literally, I can't stop the tears from falling. I really want to rewatch it too. <laughs> <laughs> that beach scene. Oh, hurts. Uh, I haven't watched Hunting Clover, but that's supposed to be a huge one. That was in 2005. Uh, Mushishi's a given. Um, if you've ever watched any of Mushishi, I love Mushishi to death. It is essentially the whole thing about a person that travels around and solves, um, basically, it's like a yokai thing, but it's, it's Mushi. And Mushi are these things that affect things around them. And so he's basically helping people figure out why they're afflicted with something. Oh, it's because of Mushi. Let's fix it. I can highly suggest Mushishi as well. Um, Blood Plus, I have, I don't remember much about it, but I remember liking it, but I'm not sure if I can suggest it because, because I don't remember much of it. Uh, I gotta get back to Suzumi Haruhi, but that was in 2006. Uh, you already had Higurashi mentioned, right? Higurashi is a huge one. I haven't watched the new one yet. I'm waiting for the full thing to come out before I can suggest, suggest that, but Higurashi's just straight up torture stuff with a really cool ending to it that I liked, so. Um... I haven't really watched much of Oren High uh, Host Club, but I've heard that's good. I haven't watched Nana yet, but I've heard that's really good. And I think Sentai just picked that one up. I think, yeah. Uh, Utawaramono. Do you think that one aged well? I mean, we love it because it was like such a show that we fell in love with back in the day. But I look back on it and I wonder if it's still good. Well, when we rewatched it, I mean, we, we, we were able to appreciate it, but... I don't know how much of that was nostalgia or if it was just because it, it, I mean, it's got a good story to it. Yes. Um, and, but it, just, it also gets, I think a lot of people don't like the ending. Yeah. It gets, I like it gets it. a little bit, um, it's a little bit too big for its britches at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets, gets a little, it gets bit, a little bit, um, out of sorts towards the end. And it, it's not a bad thing. It's just that it does, they don't cover it well. And then yeah. they try to explain, or it, it explains out a little bit better in the, in the, the newer versions. Um, so yeah, mm. yes and no. I didn't like the newer versions. I know <laughs> the new, like I know we, we uh, <laughs> I, I think that it, it explained it better. In yeah. Cause second. well, it, well, Utuatamano, the original was a lot about the, this uprise of this unknown, this, this person that, shows up at this village that they save and he doesn't have any memory but he ends up in order to protect the people that just saved his life he basically rises and makes an army and yeah like i said that was the goal that was a great story seeing them rise up against the nations and but it's the later part that gets really muddled and yeah i do agree with that later part is better explained in the sequel stuff the sequel stuff is more focused on the cutesy stuff and in less about the you know political risings and the wars that were going on so i'm going to say no just based on the fact that it'll scratch more more of the cutesy it, uh, itch more than it will do the kind of more darker tone stories that i'm thinking that this person's hunting for yeah, if you're looking for political mil- war, military stuff like that, I think you'll I think you'll like the original Utuaramono. Plus cute cute uh animal girls is always another plus. <laughs> uh see Code Gaius. Gintama, I haven't gone back to that one yet, but I really want to. Welcome NHK, I need to finish that one, but I was loving it as far as I got into it. 
Geass is huge. I would say Geass, the first and second season, I haven't watched any of the new stuff, but I really love the original two seasons, so I definitely can recommend that one. Very much like Death Note meets uh, Mecha War, <laughs> which that same year Death Note came out as well, and I'm pretty sure you probably watched that one, but that was in that was in that time frame as well. So that's definitely a suggestion. Canon, I have to go rewatch that one. I don't know if that one. I did ball my eyes out watching that a long time ago, but I don't remember much about it, and that scares me. I mean, I still remember the toast stuff. <laughs> Every morning they wake up and the mom offers her special toast jam. But I don't remember much about the rest of it. And that kind of concerns me if it was as impactful as it was. But I do remember being pretty emotional. Again, that's a key one. So if you like key, you'll probably watch that one anyways. Uh, Claymore. I... I mean, I love the anime enough that I went out and bought the entire manga box set. So that tells you something. But in lieu of reading, is it is in lieu? Is that the right way to say it? In mm-hmm. in retrospect, after reading the manga, I kind of don't like the ma- the anime just because of how they anime original it and what they had ahead of it that they could have gotten into that would have been so incredible. So. I do recommend it, especially if you watch any Berserk, um, because, again, this is another one that's technically inspired by Berserk. Um, it is incredible, and I really do love it. If anything, you can watch the anime just to get you to go buy the box set, <laughs> which, like, I did. I think it's it's really cool um, demon hunting kind of stuff with, with, with awesome – the backstory is so good. And they did the backstory justice. So, yeah, I suggest it. Definitely watch Claymore. That's, that's incredible. Dark and the Black's hard for me to suggest because, again, another one that I look back, I don't remember much about. Um, but I did enjoy it at the time. Gurren Lagann, I cannot seem to get into, even though everybody loves it. But that was, that's a, I that guess if you like, that, if you resemble that, my taste, you might struggle with it too. But yeah, it's it's one that I keep trying. Isn't, isn't that the one that uh, spawned Trigger? Uh, it, it technically put him on the map, yeah. Well, it, they they weren't Trigger when they made that. Because I think that Gurren Lagann is Trigger. Was Gurren Lagann before Trigger or after Trigger? True. I mean, it, it is I thought it by was the Trigger, team. So. I thought it was the team that did tri- or that became Trigger. Gynax. Never mind. That's right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Sorry. So that was Trigger before it was Trigger. But yeah, I, I can't. I can't seem to get into it. There's no matter how many times I try. Uh, Lucky Star is a really fun, cutesy comedy, which is definitely uh, a legendary title out there. Uh, I should probably go faster on this. It's going to take forever to get through all these. Uh, Dino Coil, Dino I, know Coil you really I really enjoyed. I need to get back and, and, and finish watching that. Uh, augmented Reality, really cool stuff. Um, that is, I want to say more it's than that. the, is Dino Coil the, the predecessor to Sword Art Online or? It has nothing to do with Sword Art Online. Sword okay, Online so was the writer eventually went out to make uh, what was it called? Uh, that's people the one yelling the, right that, now. That's the one with the pig boy. Yeah, the pig boy and the the chick Excel World. Yeah, that sounds right. I thought maybe Dental Coil was tied into that that group as well. No, it was the same, the same writer did Excel World, and Excel World was technically like a same universe, but it was augmented reality rather than VR. So, all right. And they speed up their brains so fast they could see this world that nobody else could see. <laughs> and Big Boy. Um, yeah, Bacano is incredible, especially if you've watched any of the, 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 the Dudada series. 
Um, Bacano is incredible. I really do want to get to reading the manga on that one so I can see more. I think it's a manga. I think it's based off a manga. But yeah. Zetsuba Sensei. Where the heck is that? <laughs> we heard that, like, Nozomi Entertainment or Right Stuff had licensed that. Where the heck is that series? I've been waiting for that. Zetsuba Sensei is a great comedy. It very much likes to play in the dark comedy stuff. Um, but yeah, just to give you a taste of it. It opens up with a guy that was a, ten- a teacher that is unfortunately trying to end his existence by uh, rope. And this student comes across him and jumps up and grabs him and says, no, you can't do this. Don't do this. And is, of course, pulling him down onto it. He gets loose and then yells at her. What are you doing trying to kill me? <laughs> it is crazy. Isn't, it is isn't wacky. Zetsubo loosely uh, translated as uh, melancholy? No, Zetsupa is like despair. Despair. Because he always says that he's in despair. That's his his tagline is, I'm in despair. Uh, every time something... And it, that's another Shaft one that a lot of people don't recognize as being Shaft. And it's a very early one for them. And so it definitely has their their styling as well. So if you like Shaft stuff, you'll definitely find it there. So, yeah. That one's incredible. And I cannot wait to rewatch it again. If somebody will release it already, <laughs> thanks for saving the license. But come on. I think that, of course, that was like a year ago, and that was like during the whole bad stuff happening. So, yeah, of course, Clonod's in that that time frame as well. I definitely need to go watch that one. Uh, Fatella Memories and Melodies, I haven't gone back and watched that again, and it's been so long that I don't remember really much about that. Spice and Wolf, go watch it, then go buy the night novel. <laughs> That's a, definitely a must. We're in 2008. We're almost done, people. Hold on. Uh, there's Kogia's second season. Natsumi's Book of Friends. Please go watch all that series. I love it to death. It's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Torador is a must. If you like the Sundere rom-coms, that's Ryukajimiya's golden goose right there, basically. Uh, see, K-On, cutesy, fun, moe stuff. Love them to death. Eden of the East, I definitely recommend. That's that's probably another one that's specifically Andrew Taste. Um, very cool series that I really did enjoy. Uh, Makinamonogatari, of course, that series is a, is a easy suggestion. All the Monogatari series, you should be watching all that. Uh, and that pretty much kicked off in that, that time period, so you may have missed it. Uh, Tokyo Magnitude 8.0, it's a pretty awesome series. I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, essentially, as you can tell, it's about a Tokyo Magnitude 8.0 <laughs> and a girl trying to survive with her brother. Uh, Chris, can you know that okay? Kimini Toroke, but that's that's a that's a Chris very very <laughs> rom com esque. It's it's one that I'm going to at some point drag Andrew into watching. Soon. I went and bought the series just to make myself watch it, and never did. <laughs> uh, see, da 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 da. Course launched in 2010. Again, I'm I'm going based on 2010 as well. Katana Katari. Somebody needs to pick up this stinking title if you can find it somewhere. It is another Nisi Oisin title, and it is absolutely incredible. Uh, beautiful show. Very, very awesome show. Uh, let's see. What else? I think that's it. Studio. If you want 2011, 2012, these are quick. Uh, again, Madoka Magica, Steins Gate, Anahana, Hanasaki Roha, my favorite anime of all time, Hanasaki Roha, uh, Bunny Drop, Fate Zero. Uh, we got Space, uh, Space Brother. I've heard a lot of good things about it. We haven't got a chance to watch it yet. That came out in 2012. Uh, Kokoro Connect 2012 is incredible as well. I love it to death. Um, From the New World. Must. 
little busters if you like key stuff. So there you go. Okay, that didn't take forever <laughs> to go through. I'm sorry. Hopefully, you you're pausing and writing down as you went along. I, I might have to make it available elsewhere. I'll just maybe I just reply to your email with the list. But um, yeah, hopefully hopefully that uh, works out for you. But uh, let's see what else he has in here. Nav Australia also says also my top animes would be Code Geass. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Hunter X Hunter. We still gotta watch that one. That's a, I'm sorry. Please don't send us hate. E- I, the moment I said that, I realized we're gonna get hate emails. Uh, and Attack on Titan. Mike we guilty. have to finish up our 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 fairy tale cast. Then we can start doing the Hunter Hunter. We have a lot cast. of emails about that. <laughs> so many yes. emails about that. It's uh, coming, guys. It is. Things Mike, happened. <laughs> he says my guilty pleasure would be Nisekoi. I know it has a lot of flaws, but the colors and anime uh, and the characters make up for it. I agree. The with, style was very interesting. There's nothing wrong with Nisekoi. Well, that was the thing. Is like Chris is the one that finished Nisekoi, <laughs> not me. I do want to get back to it, but I, I, I think that's one of those ones where I, I, I th- now that I know that it hasn't really ever gotten another adaptation, I kind of just want to just go read the source material because like why bother with the anime? That's true. But it, like you said, it, they had a great style to it. I think that was another Shaft. Yeah, it was Shaft. So. It was the yeah that, that was Shaft. So, P.S. Rem is best girl. Obviously, you're a man of culture. <laughs> uh, Andrew's best boy. Sorry, Chris, but I love you too. Hey, I'm a little biased, but I think Andrew's best boy as well. He's my cute little mm. Ototo. Oh, mm. oh, bless you. <laughs> best wishes from melbourne australia man i always love australians we've like ran into so many australians on the internet and they're always fantastic people so thanks so much for listening to us um really appreciate the kind words as well it definitely means a lot to us you pretty much pointing out the fact that you love the positivity and all that good stuff is exactly why we do what we do and it's why we have so many great listeners uh, we have Emma Elizabeth Lutt says, Hello, I love your podcast so much. I was thinking if you could consider reviewing the following animes. Psyche K, I love this anime so much because of the hilarious jokes and unique storylines. Uh, and each character has its own story and background. Justice! Yes, we watched that one. <laughs> yes, we technically... I think we, we did. Reviewed we, we reviewed season, the first season. We reviewed the first season. The second season Netflix. wasn't available. Yeah, yeah. We, we've watched the first season and then it went Netflix. Uh, we will eventually get back to it because we loved, loved, loved the first season so much. It was – well, I mean it's got the voice of Araragi and all the characters are fantastic. Like every single one of them are fantastic and I love them so much. So yeah, it's it's an eventual. But yeah, you can go check out. We do have a review for, for Psyche K um, out there somewhere. If you go to the com, up at the top there is a review button. Um, click on S uh, or is it? The, it would be under D. It might be under D or it might be under S um, for Disastrous or Psyche K. Um, or you can just search for Psyche K. But we do have like a podcast where we reviewed the original season. So that'll give you at least something. <laughs> uh, and Violet Evergarden. Spoiler, spoiler alert. We loved it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to say, if you want to say the, pro, the trouble, actually listen to us talk about it. Um, but yeah, Violet Evergarden we've done as well. Um, he said, uh, Violet Evergarden, the story is really interesting and cute. The art style is most the most beautiful I have ever seen. Ooh, um, yeah, Violet Evergarden. We that was an unfortunately one of those ones that was again another Netflix hold, but it was one of those ones where it was like this is Kyoani, we have to watch this. So we went and, we went and watched it the moment it came out. Thankfully, they it came out at the end of the season, 
So we were able to review it and put it in our seasonal podcast for that one. But yeah, again, another spoiler. We thought it was incredible, um, which was great because <laughs> that was an interesting one because at the time that it was releasing in like Europe and Japan, there was a lot of people covering it um, either in Europe or just pirating it. And everybody was saying this is not a good show. And so I was actually dreading it. Like, I, I'm, of course, no, I don't think I was dreading it because I think at the time it, we were just getting fresh off that mentality of we're different. <laughs> we we, we yeah. had to come to a grips that me and Chris are not like everybody else. This is like at the point in which we've had so many times where, you know, other groups or whatever want to ask us our opinion on what we think are like the best of the year. And everybody's like, what's an Oni? Hey, <laughs> this, this is our, our famous uh, laughable quote. There is what's an Oni? Hey, uh, hearing somebody else say that as we're trying to, you know, chime about this certain show. Uh, so we we were getting fresh off the idea that you know we we technically ever come to grips that we are not everybody else's taste and we love things that other people hate and Violet Evergarden we kind of assumed that was going to be another case of it and sure enough when we finally got to watch it we loved it it was yeah. beautiful oh my gosh so freaking beautiful <laughs> like you said it is an absolutely beautiful show I cannot wait to own it well Onihei wasn't the only one uh, Sound of uh, uh, a Silent Voice was another one it was like no you guys have to cover this show you guys are going to end up missing out on it and it's like when they when they finally uh started talking about it it was like well what is this huh silent voice silent voice yeah i i I had suggested that to a another podcast and they were they they were like well they acted like they had never heard of it and it was like how do you guys are you sure you're talking about the one with the the deaf girl the deaf girl yeah really yeah somebody didn't know about that Mm -hmm. mm-hmm I said I I warned him. I said you guys need to cover this, and hmm. they when it came down to it, it was like, well, yeah, you guys missed out on a big one. And well, it was like that was like Shogun Roku Rocky Shinju. It was mm-hmm. like <laughs> nobody was listening on that one. It was like it wasn't until like later in the season, like when it was, no, I think it was like in season two that finally people started talking about it. And I was like. Holy crap! Thank you. Like I don't even I don't I don't I don't care to jump in there and go. Hey, we've seen it first. It was more of a thing of like, yes, we want people to hear about this. Yes. It's not that we care about you know that we were the first to check it out. It's just that more of a thing we want people to check this out. That's what we do is try to get this stuff and then try to try to see if we can get an echo of it, get people to hear about it, get people to check it out. Uh, like that's like why I keep barking loud as heck about Super Cub right now. Nobody's talking about it, so I'm like, people, Super Cub, <laughs> Super Cub. I do a cutest character, Super Cub. Go watch Super Cub. Because <laughs> nobody's uh, – and again, I don't see I mean, Super I, Cub I, being I a show that a lot of people are going to love. It's just, you have to be in the right mind frame for a Super Cub. And when well, you're in the mi- right mind frame for a Super Cub, where you're not just looking for a crazy action show, Super Cub is like you can't help but love it. Just on the technicalities uh, – in itself it is such a phenomenally directed show yeah. i mean that alone should make some people it is one of those ones where you want to keep an eye on the director yeah it's it, it's it's one of those things is like i i know that there's there's a lot of these people who do a lot do do the talking about these shows a lot of them get stuck on certain things and it's like Okay, I get that they don't have time. I mean, we focus a lot of our time on doing these shows. So I know that a lot of these these quote-unquote big names that are out there that are talking about these shows, they're not – they were already focusing other 
their time on other things. And so they don't have as much time as we are focusing on this to do this. So at least if they are aware of some of these shows, they can at least cover these shows. And these are shows that deserve to be covered. Yeah, unfortunately right now, a lot of attention is on My Hero Academia. <laughs> Which is fine. I love it. Every time I watch it, I get hyped up. And Like, like Hero Academia is the only one that I can watch a stupid tournament show and I'm invested. Like, they're, they're, they're literally doing a tournament right now. And it's like, I, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, even though at the end of each episode, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is just a tournament episode. <laughs> I well, that was the thing is, Hero Academia always like has something going on like a tournament, but then something like big happens that messes it up, and then you're like, "Crap, this is happening!" Oh my gosh! And then, but not this one, not so far. Anyways, like I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for like a a bad guy to show up. It's only a matter of time. I'm I'm two episodes behind, and I know that it's it, it's going to happen at it's some point because happen. they've got a new quote unquote main character or main cast new member and. And it's well, yeah. Then we got the new bad dad is that's hanging out in the background, so it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Anyway, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Violet Underground. We do have a review for that review for that one as well. Um, again, go to talkaspear.com, click on review button, and then look up V. You'll find it. So, but yeah, spoiler. We really loved it. Um, but yeah, thanks, Emma. Uh, it says best wishes, future anime uh, anime otaku. Thank you so much. Thanks for the question too. We have a Taku 12034 says, my question is, uh, what your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner foods? Uh, breakfast, I'll go with sausage egg, egg, sausage egg English muffin sandwich. I don't want to say McMuffin, but it's basically McMuffin. <laughs> uh, That's who started it. <laughs> lunch. Um, I think it's just English muffin, egg, English muffin or something like that. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's, it's hard not to say McMuffin. The, for lunch, I don't know. I, I don't usually eat lunch. <laughs> if I do eat lunch, it's like, you should like throw a corn dog or something like that. Well, I'm going to cheat and you, and, and say pastrami. Like what is designated as a lunch? It's like a, what, a bologna sandwich or something? <laughs> that's why, that's why I said, I'm going to cheat and say pastrami, a pastrami sandwich. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm skipping that one. That's uh, what I. That's what I got it when I was in high school. I. I. That. That's when I got my love for pastrami because I had them all the time and had dinner. I. I always enjoy breakfast for dinner. Like that's that's like a a guilty pleasure of mine is having breakfast for dinner because like it you because technically when you when you're eating breakfast your belly is not usually doesn't want to consume as much so it's nice when you're at dinner because your belly will take in more so you're able to eat more breakfast but no. Um. But my favorite food is technically shrimp. So anything shrimp and and dinners is good for me. Mine technically is lasagna. And and dessert cheesecake. You just cheated. Did, you just wanted to say cheese. He didn't, didn't say anything about dessert. I think they just accidentally deleted that part. <laughs> I'm just helping him out. Dessert cheesecake. Cheesecake's pretty pretty uh, a pretty safe one. Um but yeah, I lasagna is my main dinner, uh, favorite dinner. Um but yeah, I I guess if 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 I'm I'm trying to be different than Andrew because I love my cheesecake as well. I I, I just oh, love cheese. Still in my general. idea. Uh, I I'm 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 big time on cheese. So, um, but yeah, if I was going counterculture against Andrew, I'd probably say German chocolate cake, ish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, red velvet cake. Those those mm. kinds of things. Anything fluffy cake, I'm not a fan of. That's that's the weird thing. I just I don't know why I never really care much for fluffy yeah. cake. 
Like I have to have it. It has to be something well, even, like even, dense or something. <laughs> when I would go to the birthday, when I would go to a birthday party, I'd always get a whole bunch of ice cream. I'm going ice cream rather than now, cake. Now fudge with ice cream is an easy second for me. <laughs> nice, a nice fudge cake with you know. You mean brownie or uh, brownie with some fudge cream in there is good too. Uh, Heat it up with a with a drop of ice cream on top of it. It's really good. It's really good. But uh, I used to be big on um, angel food cake with with strawberries as well. But I I kind of got out. I kind of left that behind. Got tired of it. Because <laughs> I think because our mother every time want, I had a birthday, she's want... like, "Here's your angel food cake." Is anybody ever giving you a real uh, uh, strawberry shortcake? Oh my gosh, that was the worst thing I ever did. And it was like, no, I'm never doing this again. It's angel food cake, an only angel food cake. Because <laughs> it's practically a biscuit. Yeah. It's like, you, this, this this is not strawberry shortcake. What are you doing? <laughs> now I'm sure that we're going to get a hate mail of, that is real shortcake. <laughs> no, I think I had somebody at my work gave me one at one time. Yeah. With with a biscuit instead of a... a, a... No, it was a loaf. Is it I loaf? It was, I think it was a loaf. I it, is, it, it was not uh, the the angel food cake. I was like, this is crazy. Uh, Taku12034 says, look forward to more podcasts. Thank you so much for the support and for listening to us. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, we have bacon chips so that... Oh, there we go again. Oh, we're getting attacked by scan. the dark web again. I have again. to do another virus scan. Dang it. Uh, what do you want, bacon chips? Anonymous. Or, or is your name really bacon chips? It's XXX bacon. No, chips. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's not really bacon chips, but it's somebody else posing as bacon chips because oh. they know that we'll we trust bacon chips, so they're using this as a way to get in here. Oh, okay. So because I mean, chips, if it was just if it was just Billy of the dark web, we probably wouldn't click on the email. Well, we may want to have bacon chips go ahead and fire scan himself because somebody might be using That's his true. account. That's true. Uh, it says bois ha 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 Question from the dark web. Uh, what are the best horror animes besides Higurashi? Like, I think he's saying something in Ultima Online when you're dead. Um, everybody goes had... crazy about Shiki, and that's one that I've started. I want to catch up, I really on, finish up that one. Yeah. And um, what was the other one? The um, the Umbrella Lady. The Umbrella Lady. The umbrella, Yamashibai. No, where she falls off the the stairs and the umbrella impacts her. Oh yeah, that one. Um, that would be the umbrella lady, (laughs) the one they use for all the moe. Yeah, they uh, all the moe, the moe gifts, and the umbrella lady. That's what that show is now. Oh yeah, and also the 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 cake face plant elevator scene. Those are all the memes from that show. Uh, why can I not remember it? Um, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Another. Another. That, that's that was it. like one of the few uh, PA Works horror shows they ever did. Have a, a studio that's really fantastic at Moe stuff. <laughs> Make a 
dark. Those are the those really are the mainstays show. that everybody talks about when you talk about horror shows. So, yeah, another is definitely a suggestion from me. I I think it's great because another pulls off like suspense really well. The the tone, the music, and everything pulls off that suspense really well. Even though yes, it's really well known for the over the top death scenes that everybody gifsifies everywhere. Um, other than that, let's see, horror specifically is very difficult to really place, but, uh, and we've talked about this before in, in our, uh, Gyo, I would suggest the manga, but Gyo, the the movie was, was pretty crazy as well. I mean, walking shark, dude, (laughs) Gershunk, Gershunk, (laughs) Gershunk, the door sound makes when a shark busts through it, obviously is Gershunk. But no, we uh, we mentioned before, but Kagiwana is probably easily one of the ones that people miss the most. Um, not the second season so much, because the second season gets a little bit stupid. But the first season, yes, it is not a incredibly animated show. But it is, again, another one that pulls off suspense. Like, an anime doesn't pull off suspense very well. But that one just pulled it off. It was It's, it's basically like a shorts about these different monsters or uh, supernatural monsters that attack people, and it's it's really cool. And we've we've talked about Yami Shibai quite a few times, and that's a that's a long running, but it's it's a short as well. the 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 thing is, and we've we talked about this in our horror episode where they they do things horror related differently than we do. We're we're more into quote unquote the jump scares. They're more into the suspense thing. So they they literally look at 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 horror completely different than we do. I would agree and disagree because there's 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 it seems like they either they show too much too quickly and they they break suspense because they're not they're not about I think I remember seeing something about them not being too keen on jump scares. They're very they don't like to do jump scares or is, I don't know if it's just because it's something that's frowned upon them doing or if it's just the case of them just not really seeing horror the same way we do. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's kind of left in suspense, like what could actually happen. So that's yeah. why I have more thrillers than horror in our, when we, when we did our list, I had more thrillers and horrors because it's more about the context Tension. of it than anything yeah. else. But, um, yeah, I think that's really all the, the big horror ones that I was really suggest. Um, other than that, I have a lot of thriller ones that I would really suggest. Um, other than that, so thrillers like, uh, perfect blue, um, um, the other one by Paranoia Agent. <laughs> anything, any anything by that creator is, is going to be like the best thrillers possible. So, not, but yeah, I, I don't. I I think the, the the sad thing is is that I don't really think that Japan does horror good. Unfortunately, I mean, yes, there's the shock value of things like Higurashi and stuff like that, but I just don't really. Most of their horror is not really that good, but. That's just like romance. I just it doesn't click for me very well, and I think that's really just a, a kind of a social differences, I guess. Because you want them to get over with the get o- get it over with. You just 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 either you're in love or you're not in love. Stop with the will they won't they thing. I thought you were talking about horror. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? That's a lot of my thing. The reason why I don't like a lot of watching a lot of the crap that they've been doing lately is because I just get it over with. Don't don't communicate. You commu- well, communicate. Okay. Now I'm actually talking about the horror thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Berserk is technically horror. 
later on. Yes. Stop torturing the person and finish it. <laughs> yeah, just kill him. <laughs> just kill him already. Just face plant in the cake already. Dang it. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Hopefully that answered your question. I wish I had more to give you. <laughs> I don't. Uh, let's see here. Slime007 on the forums chimes in and says, Hello. My first question stems from the way the current anime industry is heading. There are few home media sales and seem- there's there's fewer home media sales and seems to be declining business. Do you think Sentai could survive for a few more years just doing home media and without getting the most most new seasonal licenses? Uh, I think this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where I think that if anything, they're just going to have to downsize because we've already kind of we already kind of know that this industry actually works with smaller releases. With things like Anime Ego, um, Discotech Media, but I think that those groups are—I'd have to look at their actual business size, but I would assume they're probably smaller. And that's the unfortunate thing because that—that that means downsizing, and downsizing is never a good thing for anybody. But yeah, they can all survive. It just—you have to downsize, and downsizing means less, and downsizing means fewer releases. But it is an option that they do have. I. I think that if any of these companies can figure out uh, the the biggest problem right now is made to order. That is the thing that's going to revolutionize this industry big time. Um, yes, strapping, bootstrapping, and getting through the next few years because eventually, um, I do foresee um, the physical market coming back in a different way. Um, Right now, it may look like um, home home series or physical physical releases are the kind of. I'm not going to say the lot the loss of revenue stream. Um, they're just not the. They're not as big as as it as it really is, and I hate. To, I I know I'm not sounding right when it comes down to it. Physical is a collector's market, and they all of them will want the um, the ability to cash in on that market. That's the problem. Is it's 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 those shows that 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 can break through the mold that like the Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is different than um, No Game No Life. I love No Game No Life. Um, Johnny loves no game, no life, but that doesn't, that's not compounded across all of the market. So the ones who actually want to collect one specific series is very niche in comparison to the bigger market, which would be Dragon Ball Z. Everybody wants a copy of Dragon Ball Z. So it's, it's, that's why the one who can figure out the uh, made-to-order um, market is the one who's going to win when all is said and done. Um, and that's always been the problem with this this particular uh, medium. It's not like Game of Thrones where a guaranteed well even game of thrones it's 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 one of those weird things and maybe this is something you you can uh chime in on is 
there is a difference between a niche market on, on something and a and hitting that big special thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the problem that Sentai Filmworks has in general, and that's why I mean with the idea of downsizing is is at some point they have to, unless the titles are extremely cheap and or they're bundles. I, I've heard comments about certain groups will require them to, if you want to license this, when you have to license this show. And I can see that being a problem, but in most cases you do have to realize, I mean, it doesn't really hit me until th- like holiday sales where I realized like, holy crap, Sentai Filmworks, you have a lot of crap. <laughs> like you have a lot of really obscure titles that I've literally never heard of. And they're, they're titles that were, yeah, they pay, maybe came out in 2008 or something like that. And maybe didn't even get streaming because again back then it was streaming wasn't really like full-on legal at the time but they have a lot of junk and not to say that it's not to say that they 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 don't deserve to have physical releases because i bought a lot of them (laughs) i bought a lot of titles where it was like oh there's two bucks it's a show i've never heard of i'm buying it um so there is an aspect of that but that doesn't make them money Right. A bunch of people on a holiday sale going, crap, I'm gonna, I need an extra $2 in my cart to make free shipping. I'll buy this title. That $2 doesn't make them money. <laughs> they, it makes them money when they sell a thing at full price, 60 bucks. And I think right now, Sentai Filmworks is trying to hit heavy on the collector side of things because they're doing the, uh, what do they call them, the, the, metal, the metal jacket stuff. Uh, Steelbox. Steelbox. And I don't know... It's a direction I personally don't like because it's essentially them essentially going back to bite in the same hole again as a vampire <laughs> in a vampire's term because they've already bit the the collector and said, hey, we have these this two-part box set and it's just in a plain Blu-ray case. Suck the blood. And then they go back and they go, hey, now I got a still box case. Do you want that too? Suck the blood again. <laughs> It's not going to really get... Yeah, I guess there's a few people that are out there that are going to be like, oh, man, I haven't bought my Clannod yet, and now they have a still box. Oh, great, I'm going to buy that. But it is this idea of if them almost trying to get as much as they, out of they can, much as they can out of individual um, popular titles they can, which shows a bit of desperation. And that's where that concern kind of grows. But again, it goes back to just downsizing. Stop. They're, they're going to have to eventually stop licensing this obscure stuff. Now, the the thing that I think they're doing good right now that I think is probably keeping them afloat is grabbing the titles nobody else will touch. Uh, yeah, as much as people want to joke about it, them getting why, you hear, why the hell are you here, teacher, was probably one of the biggest things they could do because how many people were craving that Blu-ray? Yes, not millions but enough enough people that would buy that just to get the uncensored version in their collection redo of healer yes as much as everybody wanted to hate on it meme on it it's probably going to do really well and just like with right stuff they're probably going to do really well with that 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 um um what was it the reading the monsters oh gosh Monster review or something like that inazuka reviewers or something like that yeah inazuka reviews it sounds right but uh yeah that's probably going to do really well with them because of that, the, the, having that side of people that want to stick it to the, the censorship is really what it is. But yeah, anyways, to answer your question, yeah, it's technically just 
they're going to have to downsize this eventually. I think that's I think that's a given at this point, unless they have some other plan, which they hopefully do. So, uh, Slimes 007 also said every season it's basically funny and crunchable getting every license, and since I barely gets anything other than the other companies pass over like like redo of healer. Uh, that's also why their high dive service is, isn't as popular. They have a nice backlog, but there's, they're even losing that, like with lock horizon going to Funimation, uh, they focus a lot on home media, but that's declining. So I'm not sure if they can just rely on that. It would be sad to lose them unless they start, um, competing again. That was, that's the other thing. It's like, I, we've mentioned it before, but back catalog doesn't really do well. Like, yeah, we technically had a, a few minutes ago somebody asking about titles that were back in 2000, uh, 2010, but that's a rare thing. I mean, it, it you do technically have a few people that will just enter the anime sphere and they go, hey, guys, what's up? Any good anime? And then somebody will say, yeah, go watch Clonod. And then, bam, they get that one view. But it's not like, yeah, Hero Academia every end of every week that everybody is jumping onto Crunchyroll, millions of people jumping onto Crunchyroll to watch the latest Hero Academia you're talking about one person in a week going to watch an old show. That's not a viewership that technically can keep something afloat, but it is nice for somebody that is just new coming to the anime sphere to go, Oh, cool. Let me, let me fire up a, a high dive account and watch a few of these shows that are on their service. It's not a sustaining thing. Unfortunately, the old gets left behind very quickly. The old is not a sustaining platform. Unless you can market it well, unless you have those big titles that they technically do have, but it can only keep you afloat for so long, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it, it, it's one of those things that you kind of there's there's got to be a better way of doing this, and unfortunately, until because we we live in a quote unquote a la carte mo, uh, uh, world where everything is at our fingertips and. Figuring out a way Except to for sanity, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Figuring out how to break the system um, and 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 still keep a keep things in the system at the same time until we figure out a way to do that. It, it's it's going to keep going the way that we're at, where stuff is just not available, like Katana Guitari. We we can scream until our faces are blue and say, Hey, this is a great show. But when it comes down to it, you got two guarantee or one guaranteed sale here. Um, we're not going to buy two, two copies of the same show for the same house, but <laughs> if they came to me and say, we're not going to release it unless you buy two copies, I will buy two copies. Okay. We can do that. Um, <laughs> if, unless it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, Hey, uh, yeah. Anime ego decides, Hey, we're going to do a blue release of it, you know, back this and it costs this much. I'll do it. But when it comes down to it, it's, it, it what is that going for right now? Sorry, continue. It's it's never going to be something where you're going to um the the, the company wants a 10,000 copies to sell for sure. And that's the problem. You cannot guarantee. That's why I was saying um until they figure out a way to do um anime um to order where one person says, I want a collector's version of this, and they can box up and make a collector's edition right then and there. It's never going to happen. And that's the problem, it, and, and I, yeah, as much but, as I hate it. Yeah, the unfortunate thing, coming from the perspective of somebody that used to do procurement, it's it's um, it's implausible just because of 
in order to get priced down on individual things, you have to bulk. Yep. And that's why they that's why they do go, hey, like the the Escaflone. What I can guarantee you, what happened was they went through and they said, we're going to need a box. We're going to need a label to go on the box. We're going to need the discs. We're going to need the cases. How much will it cost to put all these together? Oh, it costs that much. Okay, well, what if what if we bought this much of it? Oh, it costs that. Okay, we can do that because that'll that'll bring it down to what people expect to pay for a box set. And so they said we need to get this many buys because they essentially needed to get a company to produce the labels and everything, and that was the only way to get it to that price that was beneficial to them. It's, it's there is. I mean, that was the whole thing that we thought was huge back in the day was you can label your own discs. Like you CD-ROMs, you could put your you could print out a label and stick it on there. It looked like crap and it didn't last very long. Yeah. So having it professionally done with a company that does, you know, proper true labels and and prints is important, especially if you want it to last a long time. And unfortunately right now there really isn't a thing like that. Yes, they've they've got it to a point where they can mass produce CDs pretty well and print on a low amount, but it's still like everything else, having a good print and label and everything like that costs money and having somebody do that and having a system that puts that together, which I think is a, a big thing with things like anime ego. He's obviously figured it out because he's, he's has this stuff at a low quantity that he's able to sell. The unfortunate thing is if you miss it, it's <laughs> good luck finding it. But, and that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying that um, it's not, or I'm not saying it's feasible to do it. I'm saying that's the problem is it's not feasible once somebody figures that out, that that's that guy's the next million billionaire. I mean, because he he that that person, if he can get um if and that that and that's what I was saying about um uh when we were talking to Julian uh, a while back, the person who can come up with the system that decentralizes this our 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 system in general the the person who figures out how to do that um. That's the person who's going to break not just the anime industry. They're going to break everything because you will shift um, the the control of everything from the uh, from the gatekeepers of Funimation, Crunchyroll, um, whatever, and shift it back to the users. And if you can get the control back to them, the entire industry is will be flipped upside down right then and there. Like nobody even has a Blu-ray available for Katana Katari right now, <laughs> at least on eBay, anyways. Ah, <sighs> slime slimes 7 says my second question has been more recent in the making. What do you think about the whole Seven Seas translation censorship that's been going on recently? This can be uh, brought in to the whole having uh, translations, but no, uh, not knowing if they're accurate or not. We just have to trust the publisher that the translation is more accurate. I looked into this a, quite a while back when I first put this back into the outline, so I'm a little bit hazy on everything that was in there. But yeah, this stuff is kind of concerning, <laughs> very concerning. I mean, one of them was very, very concerning, and it was, I think, the one that was in um, – he had one that was from Classroom of the Elite, one that was from uh, – there was two from Classroom of the Elite. One was my love with the villainous. I think that was the one that I thought was like, wow, really? <laughs> Essentially, not to get dis 
you know, demonetized because obviously it's touching on a very touchy, touchy subject. But it's essentially the character was like poking fun at somebody for their preferences, and they didn't seem like they were very uh, sympathetic about it. And so they decided to change it to just basically not include the the context of it, which is kind of yeah. I don't. It it technically hits on the the idea of the censorship that we don't like. Like, like I mentioned in our video when we were talking about the Tokyo Revenger things where it's like, I understand when it's nudity. I mean, I wouldn't, I would like not to have it there, but I do understand the idea that one, it's for marketing reasons. And two, it's because it's on aired on television. They give the same version there Buy the Blu-ray. If you want it, it's a, it's a necessity for them to make money, obviously, especially for the studio. On the other hand, when it comes to something like this, where it is changing the context of the original artist's intent, I can't forgive it. I don't like it. So yeah, knowing this, I don't want to buy from Seven Seas uh, with this particular case. Now, if I were to, if they had something else where they kept it, you know, closer to the source, I want to support that so that they see that versus supporting this where it essentially is changing the entire context and it's funny because it doesn't even seem like it's that bad of a context like the original context doesn't seem bad but again it goes back to that whole thing about maybe them being afraid again of the west really overblowing it and that's the worst censorship is the i need to avoid this outrage (laughs) because where does it stop is the problem. Where does it stop? How? When, what's the next thing that you're going to go, well, this line, the guy basically punches the other guy. I might have to censor that. Um, somebody might not really like the fact that, that person punched that person. Um, just just put that he he waved him away. <laughs> well, and this is... Like, this where is, does it stop? This is, this is what we've been talking about. It, it, it's why we are so rigid on this original artist intent is because of this crap because really, it does it's not a bad stop. road to go down yeah it, it, it doesn't stop it, it it just keeps going it, you you justify it once fine okay we justify it on dragon maid whatever then the next time it comes up and we say something then and then we're 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 overblowing things and then the next time it pops up we're overblowing it even more at what point do we stop doing this? We want the original artist intent. We do not want somebody else's intent. It was funny because when I when I made my censorship of Tokyo Revengers video, recently I got a, a comment where somebody was like, when I seen this, I was afraid this video is going to be about is going to be overblown. It's like it's sad that. Again, that was kind of the point that I made in the video where I think when people misjudge where to throw the frustration to it muddles the message and to be very clear about what you're upset about is important keeping a level head is important because when you go to seven seas and you say i don't like you're changing this it's better to go with a level head and explain to them why you think it's wrong they do that rather than just to say you people are censoring everything you guys are terrible people because then who are they going to listen to more? They're going to listen to the people that seem like they're level-headed to their viewpoint about changing something versus just the people that are just crazy and just yelling at you. So it is important. I think it is important that people do make these 
this comparison that you linked, I like these. Because these are very clear about what is being changed and not necessarily saying that somebody is a terrible person for changing it or they're not to get political about it, but leaning a certain political viewpoint. It's just to say this has been changed and it's not what it originally was. And that's all you need to know. This is technically all you need to know because it's still unfortunate no matter how minuscule it is. It's like the whole. It's like the whole phrasing. I don't know if it's a phrasing, but it's the whole viewpoint of a comma changes everything. A simple comma can change the context to a sentence. That's how incredibly. It's how incredibly, I guess, fragile the human languages are. And granted, a comma isn't technically the same in another language that isn't for English, but. <laughs> English is an easy one for us to go by because, as you could tell, we're speaking English. <laughs> but a comma can change so much context to a sentence, it's not even funny. So to change something even more than just a comma is unacceptable, in my opinion. It shouldn't be done. Because, again, the original writer did this, and you're saying, eh, let's do this instead. Which I don't, I don't, I wonder sometimes if it's allowed by the original creator or if it's them taking liberties or maybe that when they did buy the license, they put something in the clause that if we see something unacceptable for our group, which I can totally see them doing, especially this day and age, was it allowed or was it forced is another big question that you didn't end up having in the end, so... Sorry, I'm going on a long tangent. Well, and, right? and and the one the 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 one time that I actually got into a kind of solid argument for the other other side, it was well, it it's it's an artwork to do the translation, and that's that's why I got <laughs> I got I got so frustrated in that that I statement because it was like see that I I do I and I and I do agree that there is an art form in relaying the the intent and then and making it make sense i get that i yeah, really you do, do not want a straight translation exactly nobody wants that. Um, you're not because it, damn thing. yeah well i i've 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 actually done taken uh taken because too, it was it was part of it was part of the process of learning how to um how to how to understand japanese and it was like i i can see that i mean you you're you're our sentence structure has a very rigid way of working and mm-hmm. pretty much any other language they're like free willy you know whatever this 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 and then and it's like noun noun verb and it's like if you were to directly translate that it would be dog carpet sit and it's like okay that makes no sense whatsoever is the well, that's carpet what sitting laughing. on top of the dog i mean is the car you know rolling over there <laughs> so that's why i always laugh about how we structure descriptions i think i don't think there's another language that describes things before it says what it is yeah we always say big yellow and your your mind's going okay you're you're making a so you you have an outline of something big and then you have a, a big yellow thing and then you finally find out it's a bus. <laughs> it's like no other language does that. It, it, so, so when you're when you're actually translating, I do get the the fact that there is a level of artistry involved in it. However, my biggest beef, and this is why I've always said, artist intent it, it should trump all. 
Because if you go with the secondary artist over the primary artist, you're saying that this artist is more important than the original intent. The original art should never, ever, ever be overshadowed by somebody else's interpretation of that art. You're you're breaking everything. I just realized that technically Japan does that too. <laughs> Kuroneko. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I immediately thought of Kuroneko. I'm like, oh, never mind. Damn, <laughs> Japan does it too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't like it. Um, I mean, I, I hate, I hate my, 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 my mind immediately says this isn't that bad, but that's, that's a really bad thing to say. I, to say that this isn't bad is, is like excusing something that will turn something bad eventually. And this is, this is why I've, I've, Rocky Road. I've, I've tried very hard to be very consistent about this from, from the very get go up until now. I, my, my stance has not changed original artist intent make as little changes as possible that that way nobody is upset if you're upset you're upset at the artist not the translator this is an important key distinction if you change something then the then the frustration goes on to the translator if you do not change anything and you stay as true to the original intent as possible then the artist, the original artist, is the one that is causing the problem. And you know the problem behind that? Money. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of losing money. That's all I think about. Uh, Grealish chimes in, says, I have this weird problem where I can't drop an anime once I start watching it. Well, then don't pick it up. I'm currently 41 episodes into the new 2020 Digimon show, and I can't stand it. <laughs> I just started One Piece this year, too. I'm already up to date on the manga. I said I'll watch at least one episode a day, so I'm around three years. I'll be caught up. I'm a masochist. Anyways, not no, that's so actually much a question, a... but more a comment. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> that's, a, that's, not a, that's not a bad, uh, a bad system. I, I, um, I've wanted to do that with they one piece with quite a few times um no i i benched the fire out I of there was Tale. a long show that you did that with um i think i was planning on doing that with one piece i think we i think everybody is planning on doing that with one piece <laughs> and they never do <laughs> i got i got through about uh two or a season and a half of one piece and then i was I like and then i got sidetracked <laughs> bold statement here i don't think i will ever watch one piece really one that one is too if, daunting. If, if, two, it is not my favorite art style at all. I, I think my and again, this is probably gonna be some heat, and I'm sorry. I don't like the character designs at all. None of them. The well, I don't think anybody likes the character designs. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm sure that so, there's one person that's you going can to... <laughs> email Chris at talkspirit.com. That doesn't exist. Don't actually email that. But yeah. Um, I I actually um I that one was the one that I was like okay w- when we were talking about the idea of doing the quote unquote shonen cast which is fairy tale is the one that's on on the block right now um that one was the one that we were both like uh you have the priority <laughs> list and it's way down here that's way down at the bottom of the list we're like we're like <laughs> we need to rewatch uh yeah let's see what's what's our list um uh, let's see. Uh, we got Fairy Tale, um, uh, Bleach, um, 
let's just rewatch Dragon Ball Z. Uh, let's rewatch everything, uh, and then One Piece at the yeah, bottom. Piece at the bottom. <laughs> it's like we're gonna rewatch everything before we watch One Piece. And again, I'm sure it is a fantastic story, and the investments and everything like that. Well, I just, fully agree. Character moments are gonna be fantastic. Just one daunting, and it I is. Don't it like is. It, it, it's. It's absolutely the fully on. We both acknowledge it's purely because of how daunting it is. I mean, you, you're you're talking about even Dragon Ball Z is only like 300 episodes. I mean, and that's not counting the um, the newer um, Super ad- added on t- top of that. It's still only going to be around 400 episodes. Where yeah, Super wasn't very long. Yeah, it, and and that's and I'm I'm giving a lot of leeway on that because full on uh, One Piece is at least a thousand episodes, at least a thousand episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gintama goes before it too. <laughs> watch Gintama. Gintama is one that I definitely want to watch. Have to, have to, have to. Um, what was the question? <laughs> I oh, think the it was a comment. To drop stuff. The inability to drop stuff is weird. Um, I mean. I don't have a problem with that myself. Just, I mean, I have more of a problem with it just because of what we do. But if we weren't doing what we do, I'd probably drop a lot of stuff. I used but to. I, but a lot of our focus and what we has been most uh, rewarding for what we do is finding those those gems. And yes, you have to go through a lot of garbage before you can sometimes find gems. But it's so rewarding to find that gym and go, hey, guys, you missed this. You should go watch this. I I used to not be able to drop stuff. It, was, it wasn't until recently. <laughs> it was so that- like, I, remember, I remember these podcast episodes that we would do where we would be reviewing a show and he literally says, I don't want to say anything about that show. <laughs> it, we like we we go review something and I'm like, yeah, here's this show. It did this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this is what it had, and it did this thing, and... And then I go, okay, Chris, so what's your thoughts? And he just goes, shakes his head like, I don't want to say anything on it. Just move on. <laughs> it was like you watched this whole 24-episode show and you don't even want to say anything about it because he didn't want to say bad things about it. <laughs> and that's all – like literally he's he, he, he does better now where even if – I mean we both do better now. Where even if we do despise a show, we still want to talk about it to say, but technically it did this good. This is what it's doing, so you know what it's doing. It technically did this good. Watch it if you want to. But, like, we used to be pretty bad in the idea of, like, I literally don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Just because I have nothing. Well, and it's like, but you watched all that show, Chris. Well, th- technically, that's how I ended up uh, getting as far into fairy tale as I did. Because I started fairy tale and I ended up going through, you know, uh, 150 episodes at the time and it was like i had a blast watching it but at the same time it was one of that was one of those that i had a heart i think one piece is actually the reason why i was able to start (laughs) stopping shows (laughs) because i got like i said about about a season and a half into it before i i ended up cutting that off you started watching that yeah Uh. i actually i actually do it 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 is kind of it, it. It's it starts out a lot like uh, fairy tale, where it's like there's stuff going on all over the place, and it's it's goofy fun. It is just goofy fun, and I I can see why people love it. There is there's I've I've seen a couple of good character moments in there too. Do I have a fairy cast in our unposted folder? 
I'm going to feel really bad if I have a fairy cast in our unposted video for it. I don't know. This says we have it marked as 12. What is what is our last fairy cast that we posted? <laughs> I have a fairy cast 12 that I haven't posted yet. I should probably post that. I still have to edit and everything. It's not like I just have it sitting there ready to post. I literally have to edit it still. So, yeah, it's still raw. I'll get that posted as soon as possible. All the people that requested fairy cast. We text, it was like right the moment that I had the move and everything. So it's, yeah, we it's still have. I'm sorry. We still have. Um, I apologize. We still have fairy tale zero, and then the last what two arcs? Or that was only arcs? one arc after that. Because it was it went fairy cast zero, and then I think it went immediately into fairy cast final, wasn't it? Or fairy tale final? Sorry. Yeah, I know <laughs> that we're. Final. I know that we're real close to the end. So we yeah. should be getting ready to we're finish that up. We're literally just starting zero. And yeah, we're finishing that up, and then we're moving on to something else. We don't know yet. Um, I think it's Andrew's choices next, right? Yes. And I think Gintama. Okay. Or Bleach. I think I was saying Bleach before, but I'm I'm think I'm going to call Gintama a I'm <laughs> shonen say, just I'm to say, watch it. Well, no, we 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 consider that a shonen. It's it's it Gintama and and I wanted to do Bleach. I I really want to do Bleach. I want to finally put that one to bed. Oh, Zero was a different listing on Crunchyroll, huh? Yes, it is. Yeah, so fairy, it's separate. Fairy Tale season two. We just oh they no they put Zero in season two. So yeah, we have Zero. And then final. Shoot, was that that close to finishing it? Mm-hmm. Was that four times, like, about... Was that about 40, 50 episodes? And then in Fairytale Zero is about 12, I think. Yeah. Dang, we're like 60 episodes until we're done. I can't wait to watch Then we're going to lose again. all of our fairy cast listeners. See, now we can't finish it. Because <laughs> everybody listening just to wait for us to release a fairy cast episode... We'll no, leave. we've been stringing them along for what <laughs> three years. Let's go ahead and let them <laughs> be done with us. I have a lot of fun with that, though. But so that'll be that'll be fun to get back to. Again, I technically have a fairy cast to post. So if if that was if that was the twelfth, and I have eleven posted fairy cast. I keep misspelling that. I'm trying to type fairy tale while I'm testing fairy cast. Fairy cast? <laughs> fairy tale. My brain is breaking. I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, that was the 11th that we released was up to episode 233. And the 12th that we have recorded would go up to, I don't know, because this is reset numbers. Um, essentially, second season up to episode 90. Yeah. So it'd be 90 plus uh, 175. So there you go. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So that pretty much answers the next three questions, I think. <laughs> uh, let's see. Grealish also said, anyways, not so much a question or comment. Please give it the work. Thank you so much for your question and your support. Joe du, uh, Durusa. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Says, hi guys, I was thinking uh, how in the past we have seen various booms such as Mecha, uh, Magical Girls, Isekai anime. Are there any anime genres or subgenres that you think could or should have been more successful? Are there any that you think you might see a boom in the future? Thanks, love your podcast. Thanks so much. I think we answered this like 
couple of discussions ago, but He's, essentially I was joking about the, I think the teasing girl genre is going to boom. <laughs> yeah, that's somehow, that's randomly becoming a thing. Um, I actually was going to, I, I think that he's kind of get, putting a different spin on this, more along the lines of a boom that should have happened that didn't happen. Um, not necessarily in, in the future do we see a boom of this, just a boom that may could have happened didn't. I think that artsies are the ones that are, that should do a bit more that for for whatever reason they never quite hit. And and when I'm I'm talking about artsy, I'm it's usually they're they're the ones that we go okay, this is so and so he's doing this and it's and it's such a fascinating thing and we should I wish we could get more from this person or um, I, I automatically think of my, uh, uh, my, uh, artist that I, I, I kind of wish he would take off a lot more. And, um, we, we had that, um, that artist or character designer, character designer, um, or artsy type shows like automatically penguin drum guy. He, he comes to mind, but he's, he, when he comes out, he just does his own thing. So, um, but I kind of wish artsy stuff. I mean, yeah, we we pointed that uh, uh, Noitomina Block is kind of the where, the place where a lot of that stuff happens, but even that stuff tends to get overshadowed by just mainstream artists that kind of take over that block a lot of a lot of times. It's yeah, not they, they they do a lot of licensed stuff too. It it doesn't just stick to yeah to just artsy stuff. What was the one that we had a couple of seasons ago where now it's more like a couple of years ago? Um, the one where it was kind of the um, the two girls who kept going into the alternate world. Um, flip flappers. Flip flappers. Uh, stuff like that. And the, 18 the, IF. Yeah. It's like, even, like 18 IF, even though it was like not well received. And yes, it technically was kind of crummy in certain cases. It was It was one of those ones where you had different artists kind of doing something different. Space Dandy. That was why that was so huge. It's, it had different artists doing each episode, doing their own incredible things. Those are always fun little kind of art houses. Yeah, it, 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 I the one that I was thinking of also was um, Punchline was another one where it, it did things that break the mold that not necessarily um, have to be doing something. I mean, yeah, we've got like Robot Carnival, Robot Carnival, and stuff like that where they've They've actually have an art forum, but I want I want yeah, like the Project Mirai was yeah. it called where it they had the Little Witch Academia and Par- uh, um, Death Billiards were a part of that, but not necessarily just the new and upcoming because that's where a lot of them them uh, where they get to Basically an to art show competition. Out. Yeah, they get to show off there, but I want to see the old seasoned artists just go nuts and 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 just and have an actual uh not necessarily a forum but just just give them full reign to go crazy and 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 do what they want to do i think some of them get that get to do that kind of stuff i think it's unfortunate some cases it's just money and so they do the license stuff yeah it's just very kind of okay well that's very basic story you have the structure you have to go you know, it's it's going to be about this slice of life, so don't do anything crazy. I know you're, I know you do crazy stuff, but stick to the script. <laughs> stick to the script. 
And that's and that's one of the nice things about Shaft. When when Shaft gets to go crazy, they 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 have they they get nuts and it and it's I love to see them flexing their skills. I really do. Well, I just like Trigger as much as I have my issues with Trigger storylines and and sometimes when they do try to hide repeated animations, they do really incredible stuff with the directorial work. I mean, I mean even with Dinosaur right now, having some of these shots are just really cool. Like they they do that vantage point very well and it and it kind of is again where even though i have my issues with a lot of their stories and stuff they still impress me every single time so yeah i i guess to answer the question on the idea of specifically things that should have been more successful i guess just really the thriller um market is is something that has had its times with specific shows, but we never really had we've never really had a season of it. Like we never had like a period of time where every season you have nothing but thriller shows all over the place. You have had seasons where there's mecha shows everywhere, magical girl episodes everywhere, and isekai's especially right now, club shows that we've mentioned before, but we've never had a boom of thrillers, and that's that's always sucked. It which I guess is a good thing because we don't have too much of, you know, it's kind of like a, it's like a be careful what you wish for kind of thing because there is fatigue and you don't really technically want nothing but one type of show to be in a season. But I would like more solid thriller shows. I would like more Paranoia Agent, more uh, another is kind of a thriller, more horror, but you get what I mean. More like, economy shows. <laughs> what? More economy shows. Yeah, more more spice and wolf. More spice and wolf and ma- just mouth. more spice. Well, yeah, we need a boom of spice and wolf. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> just, just do that. Uh, thanks, Joe, uh, for the question. Uh, let's get one more because we didn't we didn't talk about any of these fairy cast questions that I talked about. Uh, Lane Holly says. Hello, I'm a huge fan of Fairy Tale, and since I've caught up with it, uh, where you left off in the Fairy Cast, I was wondering if you're planning on doing more. Look, people are actually just waiting for us to finish the show <laughs> before they watch more. That's incredibly awesome. Thank you so much. It means a lot, but I feel really bad now. <laughs> Uh, it says, out of all the fairy tale podcasts, I found this one seemed the most entertaining. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for doing it. <laughs> there's more than there's more than us doing fairy. <laughs> uh, from Lane Bell Bakarak. I hope I'm saying that right now. Sorry, um, but thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> I feel really bad now. But yes, I'll get the twelfth one up asap, and and we'll we'll get back on it as soon as everything gets caught up. So. I think the only thing that's going to put a hole on it for a little bit, at least a week anyways, is I have to I have to watch Emma. I got a review copy of Emma, and that needs to be watched. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be something you want to watch as Which well. One? That's a Victorian romance um, one. Uh-oh, you talking romance frills? One. Are you talking frills? It's a Victorian romance anime. Um, Yeah, this one with the Emma lady. And she's like a maid or something, and then romance with Emma pretty, looks like pretty from, like she's from um... not this Emma, <laughs> this Emma, <laughs> not the Emma from Promise Neverland. Why is it nothing but Emma from Promise Neverland? <laughs> Emma Victorian romance anime. Jeez, I have to type all that, otherwise I get Promise Neverland everywhere. Um, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be having to watch that. It's only two cores though, which I, I thought was longer than that, but 
I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to, but because I'm seeing possible a little bit of frills, but I don't know. Two cores is a lot of, a lot of show. At least it's not 50 anime or 50 know, episodes, right? like every Gundam. <laughs> we haven't had a Gundam in a long time. I think they're done with that. Uh, we'll see. But yeah. Thanks uh, again, Lane. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to all of our fairy cast questions that have been sent to us. Like I have, like still there's. Um, let's see. No, I just I just moved the wrong one. That's that's what happened. Let's see one question about fairy casts. Um, oh wait, maybe that wasn't. No, I guess that's the only other one I have. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Send in more questions. Oh, it's because the same person sent it twice. That's why I thought I had, like, three of them. Thanks, Lane. I see what you did there. Acting like more than one person. Cheater. Anyways. That is it. Uh, that that so We still have, like, three more questions. We didn't use all of our questions. That's a good thing. But, uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed all those questions and all the crazy interesting conversations we had from them. We appreciate everybody who sends us questions. Um, really do appreciate it. And knowing that we now only have like three questions, that means that people can start sending more and know that we will definitely get around to it really quickly. <laughs> well, technically like that last one was April. So we're not too far behind. We're, we're getting caught up slowly. I think the worst one out of all of them was January. So yeah, we're not too far behind. But yeah, thanks, as always, for everybody who sends in the questions. We really do appreciate it. It gives us content, and we love talking about what you guys want us to talk about. Uh, so it's like you control us. It's like you're the puppet master. That's good. But yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this mailbag episode. Again, I think the next one we'll get a discussional. Hopefully after that we will do a, a topic podcast episode. It depends. I think because the previews for the next season will be mid next month so i think we technically have an extra week to work with so we'll start we'll start brainstorming an idea for a topic episode i have a couple of possibilities but we'll see yeah we hope you guys enjoy this episode and as always we thank everybody for support definitely our patreon supporters is definitely appreciated anybody who goes to our youtube channel talk spirit anime is definitely appreciated as well and just spreading the word telling other people about us that's technically how the podcast grew to what it was is people just talking Nice, nice people talking about us. Nice, nice men and women. Are you saying that I'm not the evil, invisible hand behind us? No, it's the questions. Ah. Uh, yeah, you'll be all enjoy, and you'll take care. Oh. So where my grass shall fade